Well, hey everyone, welcome. Uh, my name is Tyler. I'm one of the pastors at Action Church. I'm joined here today with Pastor Justin uh, Daly from Action Church and Dr. Joel Hunter from Action Church. And uh, man, we're just going to have an exciting time today. I'm going to be your host. Uh, we're going to put these guys in the hot seat here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to get to that here in just a second. But how are you guys doing? Doing great. Excited to be here. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Great. It's a great day. Great, great. Well, great, te- hey, we- great technology, too, with the corded mics. Really <laughs> really high-tech here at Action Church. We spared no expense for this question and answer. Going really back to that. the 80s for you. Yeah, hold my cord so they don't if see If I it. get one of those uh, color foam, yeah, color yeah, foam, foam, we yeah. would have a really... Yeah, it'd be a I great a, day. I want a little ducky on. That. Yeah, yeah, we could do. We could make that happen for next time. But basically, what we're going to do is a little Q and A uh, here. We hosted a Q and A weekend this past Sunday with our church. Uh, if you missed it, hop on the podcast, check it out. And basically, what we did is we shared a number to our church to text in questions. Uh, I asked the questions with Pastor Justin. They were completely kind of unscripted, unfiltered. Just kind of came in, and we asked. And we always, always, always have such good feedback from that weekend. We always feel like it ends way too soon. Uh, and so we thought we'd continue that weekend today by by asking some of the questions that came in. Yep. I haven't asked these questions to y'all until just now, so we're going to try to keep that unfiltered and unscripted kind of vibe here. And Great. so that's kind of the flow for today. Uh, I've been looking forward today, uh, to, to today all day because I just love and respect y'all so much, uh, and I just can't wait to hang out with you guys yeah. here for 30 minutes it or so. should be fun. So you guys ready? Great. Well, I want to start, uh, Dr. Hunter, with you. Um, the first question, we had a lot of questions coming in about marriage in general. Uh, and so the question, one, I want to ask, how long have you been married? Over 50 years. Over 50 years. Yeah. So a lot of experience in the realm of marriage. Yeah. And somebody was asking why, if, if marriage is so special to God, let's start with maybe why is it so special to God? And since it is so special to him, why is it so hard? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Um, First of all, it's special because um, in Scripture, in Genesis 2.18, God says it's not good that the man should be alone. And it's because God himself is a relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, And so he creates woman out of man, brings her to the man. um, And in that unity, the two shall become one. In that unity is the closest thing we have to the image of a God who is inseparable, yeah. um, and who thinks <clears throat> with more than one person in that mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, marriage is to be most reflective. Uh, and since God is love, marriage is to be the highest and most intimate form of love, yeah. long-term love. And so, those those are the great hopes. Well, why is it why is it so complicated? Why is it so hard? Right? I mean, it's like so many things in life. The the good things in life often are complicated. So why why is marriage added to that list? I think this is part of God's great sense of humor. He brings people. You know the old saying, "Opposites attract." Yeah. Opposites also attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so from the very beginning, when He brought her to the man, means that she was in a different. Uh, perspective. She had a different place. She saw things differently. And he brought her to the man. And so when there are the normal differences uh, that can cause conflict, uh, God means them to cause complementarity. He wants you to be able to see things from her standpoint. Certainly, my yeah. I would have come apart by now. <laughs> I would have totally blown my life had it not been for Becky. But it really irritates me 
when she reigns me in. Yeah. And when she says, no, let's think this through. Yeah. Or when she says, I don't think you ought to say that. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. I get all buoyed up. And so, yeah. well, you know, and so, so the very thing that God means for completeness causes um, uh, irritation, yeah. especially to those who have not matured yet in a place where they can um, really put them in perspective. Yeah. I've heard it said it's a, it's a picture of our relationship with God. And God created man with a choice, with free will. And the relational aspect, it's kind of a, like we see our marriages kind of as a representation of what our relationship with God should be. Like yeah. there are challenges, not from his part, but from our part. And it really is a picture of kind of walking out our faith. The challenge, yeah. the rub, the growth, all of those things come with that healthy conflict. Uh, and it really is God. It's a sense of humor to say, I'm going to put you with somebody for the rest of your life, and you just got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a picture of, of what our relationship with him should be, a, a constant growing, learning, uh, and him developing us. A healthy marriage should reflect the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, about parenting as well, right? Because marriaging and parenting, that's all part of God's, God's design, right? Yeah. So maybe, just I'll start with you. Talk, talk a little bit just, you've got two kids. Yep. And, and just the general joys in struggles and challenges with with even parenting i think even we could add that to the list of why is parenting so complicated yeah I, I, the whole family unit is, is a picture of you know a spiritual picture as well because you you don't really understand at least i didn't understand how much god loved me until my boys were born like i yeah. did not understand true unconditional love yeah. because there is nothing that I would not do for them, try and provide for them, give my life for them. And yeah. so one of the, one of the gifts of, of parenting is that God gives you a picture of, of how much he loves you when he is, you know, he is our father and we are his children. And so, and then raising them, I think is another refining relationship. I mean, it is mo the both, the most uh, exhilarating, joy-filled and complicated right now when this when we're shooting this today it was the first yeah. week of summer and those kids are there all the time yeah. and so like it was both one of the greatest experiences and what do I do with these kids for right three months uh, not in 18 years 20 years 30 years so I, I think parenting is another uh, opportunity for for God to kind of grow our faith yeah yeah I, I wish we had the time to just sit I mean with 50 years of experience in marriage and just the the combined uh, years you guys have parented uh, kids, I let feel me, like we have so many good something, things. Though, just from an old person's perspective, because um, when I was a kid, yeah. you know, when I was growing up, um, literally, parents were not as involved in our lives. Uh, they just, mm. you went out in the morning, you played all day, you came yep. home for a quick snack at noon, you came yep. back when it got dark, when your mother yelled at you with your three names out of the door, you had to come in. Uh, but they 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 weren't as involved in our lives yeah. um, as as is expected today. Mm. Um, and so parenting, I think, is harder today than mm. it used to be. Um, wow. And I think there are many more expectations on parents than there ever were when I was growing up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, uh, like I said, I've, I wish we could just kind of sit on I that. Say and, one thing with say, we yeah. talked about it s Sunday at church, but because there's more expectations and maybe more time and proximity, 
we talked a lot about capturing the heart. And so if somebody's asking questions about parenting, I would say value the relationship over the rules. There are rules yeah. that are needed. Right. There's discipline that needed. Kids seek and need discipline. It's actually safety for them. Yeah. But conversations, dialogue, teaching, taking time to actually teach and not just correct. I think yeah. if we're really going to parent well, we're shepherding the heart of our children for their, their whole lives. And we are yeah. parents, uh, hopefully, for their whole lives. And yeah. so let's not... Uh, over-prioritize correction and discipline without conversations, dialogue, and really teaching them how to become great young men and young women and really teach them how to think, how to process, not just what mom and dad think. I think far too often we can get really lazy and say this is what you should do as opposed to really uh, opening up their their worldview, their perspective by including them on life and, and, and letting them actually learn and begin to develop their own sense of Faith, beliefs, character, I think that all comes with, with how we posture, how we, uh, the perspective in which we raise them. Yeah. And you said this Sunday, Pastor Justin, you said <clears throat> something to the effect of, um, and, and noting how different each kid is. Mm-hmm. Um, every kid is so unique in, in the same family. You can't even believe they're in the same family and they came out of the same, you know, mom and dad. It, it's just formulas don't work. You've got to be able to personally understand how that kid can receive what you're saying um, and can impact what you're saying, what they got to teach you, you know, uh, in that whole in in that whole um, uh, dialogue. You know, I've often said that uh, God gives uh, parents kids not for the parents to raise the kids, but for the kids to raise the parents. You know, because we we mature so much because of our kids. Totally. For sure. Yeah, totally. You said something, formulas don't work there. And if we look at the the world in, in general, the, the world is God's God's family. It's his kids, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think we can step into this next uh, sphere, which is culture. And uh, Dr. Joel, I'll start with you. This individual is asking a, a, about just culture in general, right? I mean, it's 2023. It's a mess out there. This individual is just trying to seek some some biblical guidance on uh, she, they say this. They say, if I stop supporting a business that shows uh, what they support, I'm, I'm personally against. If I stop shopping there, am I contributing to cancel culture? Uh, and so they're asking just as a Christian, do I just need to exclusively shop at, at Christian shops and stores? Or, or is there a balance there where I'm not just feeding this kind of cancel culture mindset? Or do is, I need to do it? That, no, that's, this is a terrific question because it brings up the whole question of formulas. Um, it depends on how you're wired. You know, there are some people who say, well, I'm going to continue shopping there because they need people like me in their store. Um, and if I see something that kind of rubs me the wrong way, I can talk to somebody about it. You know, mm-hmm. I, can, I can have an impact. There are other people who say, um, um, I, I really want to give, I want to invest in stores that have the same values I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to Chick-fil-A, you know, mm-hmm. I want, I want, I, that's, it's, it's just, it makes my food taste better. Yeah. It, 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 so, so it depends on why you're doing it. Um, um, but it's not the same thing as cancel culture. Cancel culture, literally you are excluding people, um, um, and, and from your life yeah. uh, and, uh, in a way that's disrespectful in a way that denigrates them. Yeah. That's not the same thing as shopping at a store of preference. Yeah. So I think it's fine to be able to 
um, display your values in the way you shop and in the in the businesses you frequent. Um, but you've got to have a you've got to have a an understanding that the people who still go there you may may be going there for different reasons. Yeah. Um, um, and and B, um, you've got to um, understand that you're not trying to hurt them as people. Yeah. Uh, you're just trying to say. No, I, I want to continue to reinforce the values that I think um, I would like to grow in this world. Yeah, yeah. J Justin, let's take a step maybe back from just the laser focus on a store. Where, where's that balance just in culture where I don't compromise my personal integrity or my personal beliefs? Yeah. By, I, I mean, let's just, let's just, we're in Orlando, let's just yeah. boil it all down. Do I have to live as a Christian not going to Disney if I've got annual passes? Is that like... <laughs> condemning me in a way like you know where, where's that line because it could get just crazy I right? think the only dangerous line is when you make a decision to surround yourself with people that look like you think like you and talk like you yeah and yeah. so when you get in a spot where I'm going to pull back from Disney I'm going to pull back from Target I'm going to pull back from Bud Light not just because it's a substandard beer but because of marketing like <laughs> yeah. just all of the things yeah like, you're saying I'm pulling back into my Christian bubble, and the Great Commission is to go. Yeah. So if all Christians vacated society, we'd no longer serve our purpose. That's right. However, yeah. there are times, as Dr. Hunter mentioned, where values are compromised. Maybe you've got kids. Maybe you're working through something in your own faith, and you are protecting your own family or your own values. I would never fault anybody for saying, I can't support that because it affects my journey. Yeah, it affects yeah. my kids. So there's a fine line of, I want to protect my values. Yeah. I want to protect my boys. I want to protect the things that I hold dear, but I can't. So I need to pray through, work through, and then walk out something that does not um, misrepresent my values, does not turn my back on who I am as a Christ follower on, yeah. on a biblical foundation, but also I cannot pull back from all secular or non-Christian groups yeah. just for my own personal comfort. So I think the reason which you do it, whether it's right or wrong, is your motive. Mm -hmm. If I'm standing for my values, then I say, you're making a great decision. Yeah. If I'm just doing it because I'm right and they're wrong and it's me against them, then I think we begin to mess with our, our Christianity and our mission all based off of the motive in which we make yeah. those decisions. Yeah, yeah. Do Dr. Joel, could, could you just maybe elaborate a little bit with that on that as well? How, how, do, I, how do I stay in spaces that may not be Christian spaces mm -hmm. and not compromise my personal integrity and my personal beliefs? Like, yeah. how do I know when it's time to pull out and when it's time to push in? But it's a great question, and, and because I've got a great answer. Um, <laughs> if you are... Um, if you form personal relationships within that space, yeah. then you know you're going to have an impact because they're going to see who you are. They're eventually going to know what you believe. Um, if it is just a, a space where everybody's going, you're having no impact, um, then I, I wouldn't necessarily go there because that just supports a business. Yeah. Yeah. I, get, I, I do, as you know, uh, I have uh, had some involvement in um, the whole political realm. Um, and um, I would not go into um, um, the White House or Congress or other places had I not had a personal relationship with some of those people. Hmm. Uh, just going as a a person who wants to picket or a person who, I mean, that's, that's a legitimate 
self-expression, but it's not a good use of my time mm. as far as my impact. Yeah. Impact comes from being able to build personal relationships where you can love on people mm. um, and you can serve people uh, and they can um, really respect what you believe and who you are. Um, um, otherwise, you are simply being a part of a force, and God is not a force. God is a person. Mm -hmm. And so where you can build personal relationships, no matter where it is, um, where you can encourage somebody, yeah. especially on a, on, a, on a consistent basis, that's worth your time. Yeah. Talk to I'm, me about how, because you've done this really well. Like, we, we talk all the time uh, about our beliefs, our values, our, our stances on biblical values, on the, 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 what the Bible says and what we personally believe. Talk to me, how do we live? Maybe we'll all talk about it. Yeah. How do we walk into those places, standing up for what we know we believe, uh, still having the relationship that there's obviously in, in some of these places a separation of beliefs, but yeah. there can be a bridge into relationships. And then what do we say to the people that say, well, just because you're in relationship with them, you have foregone your foundation, you foregone Christian values, now you're supporting it. And I don't think just to support individuals and relationships, we are necessarily supporting a cause. I think we can live out our faith not changing, but still reaching across the aisle, reaching across uh, uh, different doctrines and religions and beliefs and still really stand on who we are. What do you say to both those camps? Like, how do we, yeah. how do we love people well that, that believe differently than us? And then what do we say to the people that are saying, well, you're forsaking your, your faith by being in those rooms, in those stores, in those conversations? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It sure does. And I, and I think, um, again, my initial response to that is anybody who writes you off because uh, being a heretic, mm -hmm. if you're hanging around people who don't believe and act like you do, write off the entire ministry of Jesus, right? Um, because that's exactly who he hung around right. with, right? Um, and um, and and so I don't really um, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what they? I mean, they've got their own world. God bless them. They're <laughs> valuable people. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't impact me what they think of me. Good. Um, mm -hmm. what, what, I, what I really do care about is being able to walk into spaces where very few other evangelical conservative Christians will walk into. Right. And I don't have to take a stand. They know perfectly well who I am right. and what I believe. Right. And the fact that I'm there with them right. has an impact that opens them up to parts of the gospel that that would never right i mean yeah. otherwise it's it's just relapsing into some sort of culture war yeah, yeah. what i love yeah. we've talked about this and, and how we've lived our life in 10 years of ministry together tyler in action and i've seen dr hunter do it as well christians oftentimes want you to say what you believe yeah. every time you're there like like they yeah. wanted jesus yeah. to announce every time he walked yeah. into a sinner's home <laughs> these people are sinners i want you to know i'm yeah. still the son of god and these are sinners yeah right. like every time they want every time something comes up in pop culture they want us to talk about it like they want me to talk about target every week they want me to talk about police every week they, every yeah. i need to announce every time i open my yeah. mouth right. to put a disclaimer that i'm still good even though i've been preaching 10 years and you can't find one thing that would right. would uh, make me side with watered down 
liberal, whatever it may be, yeah. you can't find it, but you're one decision away if you don't announce with yeah. a name tag or a banner that I'm yeah. still me, then now you <laughs> must have changed. And that's that's why yeah. I just just keep doing the right thing. Exactly. And, and, and let your life let your life prove I don't have to say everything I believe in every setting. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. and they don't want me to say everything. They just want me to say yeah. what they side with yeah. Yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Which I believe is a part of cancel culture because it takes us a step out. Yeah, I don't, that's good. When people when we walk into these settings, if your life proves it, you already they already know what you believe. That's right. I don't have to transcript it out every single yeah, time. Exactly that makes sense. Right. Well, I've had conversations with both of you. I before I got into ministry a decade ago, I was a public English teacher in a public high school, right? And so I I was around. You talk about a missions field. Public school system is a missions field, and I I've been in ministry so long that I've got to fight for ways to to have unsaved people in my life again, right? right? I mean, there's there's the natural family relationships or things like that, but like I have to engage with my neighbors. I have to engage with people at the gym, which I think is a really healthy For sure. uh, dynamic. Yeah. And maybe even practically speaking, yeah. what somebody that's in my seat needs to hear. Like yeah. as Christians, we get so insular sometimes and we just need to kind of push back out and re-engage with the people that need Jesus. Let's put a bow on it, maybe move on. Your values are who you are. It's the foundation of who you are and you shouldn't change those. And yeah. as Christians, we can't change those. Yeah. I can't change the Bible. I can't change truth. Right. I will not do anything, say anything, be anywhere that makes me compromise my values. But if I can live a, a life based on those values and love people right where they are yeah. and be mature enough not to let them change me, yeah. and my goal is not to change them yeah. because that's the Holy Spirit's job. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to build my life based on right. values. I'm going to protect my family, my kids, my calling, live the best that I can inspired by the Holy Spirit, and then create opportunities where my life and my relationship with the Holy Spirit yeah. can now impact somebody else. I think that's when we actually see change. Yep not just a conversion or a correction of, of, of behavior of, of anybody. Yeah, so. yeah that's great. I, I want to ask, because I think it's, it's, it's tied into relationships and it's tied into when we're having conversations with people. How do I know, this person's asking, how do I know the difference between God's voice telling me to, to do this versus my own mm. intuition or my own selfishness? Like, how, do I, how can I distinguish the two? Uh, right, we sometimes joke around in, in in church that is it God or is it the pizza? I just had bad mm -hmm. pizza yeah. the night mm -hmm. before, and that's what's <clears throat> kind of stirring me up a little bit. How do I know the difference? Three things uh, come to my mind immediately. Uh, number one, um, uh, if it's God's voice, um, it's got to be more than uh, a momentary impulse. Mm -hmm. uh, God's voice sticks around, um, and if and if there's an ongoing um, um, in, impulse, not not impulse. If there's an ongoing um, um, need uh, to say something that is important and can be said uh, in love and appreciation and genuine, trying to help, uh, then that won't go away. So, yeah. so, so I would I would be very cautious in saying anything in the moment um, before you. The second thing is um, um, it takes a long time to be able to readily distinguish God's voice and your own, um, yeah. you know, need to respond. Yeah. Um, and so the longer you're in scripture, the longer you're in prayer, the longer you're around Christians who love God, the more you're going to be able to distinguish yeah. between what's just coming from your flesh 
and what's really the spirit. The third thing is this. <clears throat> if God is, is leading you to say something, um, there's going to be an opening there where it yeah. fits. Yeah. <laughs> Christians are just, they're going to cram something in whether it fits or not. Um, and that's our agenda uh-huh. being rammed into somebody's um, um, space because we need to say it. Yeah. When God wants us to say something, he's going to create an opening where it fits. Yeah. It not only fits the conversation, it fits the need of the moment. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so there's, therefore it can be perceived as assistance yeah. and not lecture. Yeah. So I would look at, look for those three things. Yeah, yeah. Just I want to ask you something because I, I okay. see it's tied to this. I, I see you do things, simple things. Like we talk about hearing God's God's voice, and we immediately go to like I have to move to a new state or I yeah. have to become a missionary somewhere. Like it's just this drastic thing yeah. that we put all this pressure on. And really, I think God's more active in the day-to-day details than he is the big picture stuff. Now, God can, can map us out and put us sure. someplace. But what I see you do so well is simple things like just send an intentional text message to somebody that you mm-hmm. just, God put on your heart that I need to send this person a text. Yeah. And I, I see that kind of rhythm in your life. So kind of talk a little bit about some of that stuff. Yeah, I think what you just said is brilliant. I think oftentimes we think God speaks in like this um, this huge, like, prophetic, like, here's what you're going to do 30 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big calls, big moves. Yeah. And oftentimes he speaks in the small things. We talked yeah. about it a few weeks ago with Unseen. Like, it's the still, small, quiet voice. Man. Like, yeah. This is the way. Walk in it. And I think if we're including the Holy Spirit in, in our life throughout everything, then he's going to be speaking. So I, I always ask, is it is it scriptural? Yeah. Is it selfless? Yeah. And does it go against anything that... Uh, God has taught me, showed me, or what people have said about me. If it kind of checks those three boxes, I kind of just assume that that's probably God. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to send that text. I'm going to go through that opportunity because what's the worst that could happen? I'd much rather yeah. get to, to heaven and God say, man, you kind of put my name on a few too many things yeah. than you didn't put my name on enough things. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd rather say, you know, the, the kind of the sense of commission, like, God, I thought that was you. I thought that uh, that in, uh, investment opportunity, I thought that moment with that person, that ministry idea, like I thought that was you, but it wasn't, I missed it. I'd yeah. much rather say sorry for me missing it as opposed to just waiting. It's got to be God. I just got to wait and I got to pray. And we should yeah. pray. We should fast. But too yeah. many Christians, God, are you sure you said it? God, are you sure you said it? And he's like, hey, dummy, yeah. like jump, like yeah. go. Well, yeah. and you know, here, here's here's the other thing. And and this is especially true with people you have known and had on your heart. Even if that is coming from your best intentions, people will be able to read, even if it was a, you know, kind of, I wish I hadn't said that. They know your intentions. They yeah. know your heart. Yeah. yeah. you got to give people credit for, um, well, I love him. You know, I, I mean, I've said yeah. a lot of stupid stuff in my life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, people have been able to show me grace because mm-hmm. they love me, you know, yeah. and say thank you. Yeah. So so it's 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 not only worth the risk, yeah. uh, but it allows them to sift it out for themselves. Yeah. Let me say this. We, yep. If hearing the voice of God, broad brush, it needs to line up with scripture and you need to check your selfish motives, yep. making sure you're not putting God's name on it. If it lines up with scripture, 
it lines up with a, a selfless filter and the people around you that you trust, mentors, small group leaders, pastors say, yeah, maybe, yeah. then it's probably God and, yeah. and move forward. Yeah. And then let's figure it out as opposed to just, just sitting and waiting. And so I think if they're asking that question and they're wrestling with it, like more often than not, it prob probably is God speaking to me. Like, that's right. a very mature question to be asking. Like, is, is God speaking to me or yeah. how do I hear the voice of God? So I just want to encourage them to, to dive into scripture and to dive into some tough conversations and really reflect and, and, and then pursue whatever they feel like God's leading them to. Yeah, just a simple agree or disagree. I remember hearing early on in, in ministry and my, my Christian journey, uh, a pastor said, hey, I, I hear from God, and, and it, at best, it's like 75, 80% that that's God. There's always a little piece of me that's like 20%, like, uh, are you sure? Is that, is that fair to say to, to somebody as you're processing God's voice versus your own? Absolutely. If it's, yeah. if it's not at least 20%, I wonder, <laughs> then it's not a faith movement. It's, yeah. this, it's just some sort of pride. You know, I hear from God 100%, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I know him like... You know, nobody does, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's always this fear and trembling. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're speaking a message you believe is from God, that ought to make you really nervous in right. the first place. Right. Uh, so you don't just do that um, yeah. nonchalantly. Yeah. Um, fear and trembling, brother. I think there's some freedom in that, right? Sure. Just just knowing, hey, as, as pastors, yeah. no, mostly I sure, but... I agree. There's a little bit of... It's yeah. a perfect message coming through an imperfect individual. Yeah. And so there's always going to be... Yeah. That was all, like, I, God's going to be like, yeah. you almost got it right. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. almost got That's it right. right. That's good. Hey, I want to ask two more questions here. Let me ask two more, and then, um, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, this person's asking about, um, as you're evaluating relationships, as someone that's evaluating relationships, whether it's dating, whether it's friendships, business, or other relationships, what's the difference between extending grace uh, or judging red flags? Me or you? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm Extending grace or? Uh, yeah, what, like, like the, we all have a list <clears throat> of shortcomings. For sure. Right? So how do I know that those shortcomings are too much or they're things that I just need to, to cover? I think, it, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like it's, is it, is it good for you? Is it a, and what is the relationship? Is it a, uh, is it a parent? Um, is it a, a relationship that you've, you can't, you can't really get rid of, like, obviously, if there's trauma and abuse, you should get rid of anything. But let's yeah. just say it's a parent or a sibling or a coworker. Well, I probably would choose grace and forgiveness because you're kind of stuck with them. <laughs> um, but you should never allow somebody in your life to be close to you that brings any type of toxicity or trauma or abuse. And so we talk a lot here in our friendship group at Action about circles. I think we have different circles for different people. Mm -hmm. And the inner circle, the close circle, they get a ton of grace because we're doing life together. Yeah. And you, the more red flags, uh, the more uh, that you pull me maybe away from my values or my own mental health or emotional health or yeah. God's plan for my life, I just feel like you're going further and further out from inner circle, second circle, third circle, to just maybe a general sphere of influence. And so yeah. for me, I always look at the boundaries of my relationships kind of in those circles. And your actions, your actions, whoever that person is, kind of define where they're going to live and the healthy boundaries that I need yeah. to yeah. be the husband, father, pastor that yeah. I need. And so yeah. I have to prioritize what's most important to me and then evaluate how those relationships affect me, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 just put just a little bit differently, um, but I totally agree with what you just said. You always extend grace. You know, you extend grace to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But 
the red flags come in how close you want to keep that person yeah. in your circles. Good. You know, where, the, where they belong in your relationships. Yeah. Um, and so take note of the red flags. They're serious. If you've noticed them, they are important. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean you dismiss the person. Good. It just means that you have a different level of dealing with them yeah. than um, the people who are close to you and you trust. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. Different level of dealing with you. Yeah. No, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. Maybe don't tell them that uh, unless it's bad, but that's that, like, that is, that's a great filter. It's a, it's a grace-filled filter. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I want to switch gears. Uh, we're, we're living in a, in a time right now where, it, I mean, inflation's crazy. The economy's a little tough. Uh, and so this person's asking a question from that place. Okay. Uh, they're saying, hey, my, my business has been struggling the last few months. I've struggled with tithing because my expenses have been more than my income. Uh, I'm used to a consistent tithe, but now I'm just curious how I need to reassess and, and how I need to deal with that. So, uh, Dr. Hunter, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to, to Pastor Justin to, to end our time here. Well, again, this is not, uh, I don't do formulas, uh, but I do testimonies. Um, Becky and I have been so poor, we've dug in the couch for cushion, uh, <laughs> in, in, in the cushions for, for change, um, but we never didn't tithe. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's tithing is a matter of relationship. Mm. It's not a matter of finance. Yeah. It's not a matter of if I do this, I'm going to be blessed. It's a matter of, no, this is, you know, I, I wouldn't go take $10 from your wallet um, uh, out of 100. Um, and so, and I wouldn't not give God the 10 mm. um, of what he's given me 100%. So, yeah. so it's just a matter of, personal integrity it doesn't and again this is this is personal to me yeah um, um, but tithing isn't about money yeah so uh, it's about relationship and it's so good yeah that's great that's great you want to add anything to that <clears throat> yeah it, get, it always gets so sensitive because you're talking about people's money yeah. but I've heard it said it's you can't afford not to tithe yeah because what we don't give God he can't bless and I'm just a big believer in that the tithe is a return and it's giving access to God to bless the rest of what I have. Yeah. But I would never tell somebody to no. put it on a credit card, exactly. uh, to go into debt. I would say take a season and reprioritize your life. So if you're asking today, I can't afford to tithe today, I'd say, great. I don't need you to. And God doesn't need you yeah. to. But you need to go on a journey with your relationship with God, figuring out how you can get back to a place yeah. where you reprioritize God. What yeah. can I cut out? Most people that say they, they can't tithe. Don't give up Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, or any right. streaming services. Yeah. Right. So, like, right. I would say, can you really not afford to? And if that is the case, God's not mad at you. Yeah. The church doesn't need your money. Right. We don't need your money. But you need God to have your money. So what's the journey look like? Three months, a year, six weeks? What does it look like to get God back in the middle of your whole life? Yeah. Which I don't think there's a more found foundational principle or part of our faith than our money. Because it literally says, God, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I wish I wish we had more time. Honestly, um, we've got lots of uh, questions still here, but we we really hope that this was helpful for you. Thank you for uh, for joining us. And again, check out the podcast from Sunday to get more of these Q and A's uh, and some answers. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you soon.